Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast, is sponsored by fine Patreoners like Alex Hernandez. This is Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast. Episode negative zero eight eight. Make them understand. Make them understand. Make them understand. Every time we meet, baby, as we walk down the street, baby, the people stop and stare. They see two lovers, they hold hands. Make them understand. See me, baby. We're not too young at all. Let's lose no time and fall in love. Fall in love. What's that song all about? Make Them Understand was released as the B side to Take My Hand on September 3rd, 1965. It was the first song written and recorded by Rory Wood, although it's Mike Sheridan you hear on vocals. With this song, the band changed their name to Mike Sheridan's Lot. Explain it to them. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Quinn And like every dictator, large or small, country or workplace, says to his underling when the people start pushing back, make them understand. <laughs> and that's what we get from Roy Wood. Well, yeah, Roy Wood. It is Mike Sheridan's Lot, but this is a Roy Wood song. He wrote it, and they recorded it. And... I think it's great. I think I. <laughs> oh, it's too bad that you guys can't see the video of this. Eric's face just kind of <laughs> squelched up with what? I think it's great. I think it's a lot of fun. I laughed at it and not in the way that you would laugh at Mrs. Miller like it's so bad that it's good. Strangers in the night. As soon as it started, it hit me like this was some sort of lounge act from the 60s. I could just picture them playing at the Holiday Inn or maybe some lesser room in a lesser hotel. Let's get that kind of swinging guitar playing there. Every Ellen has to be. The singing is not the best that I've heard. It sounds like somebody in a lounge band because they need somebody to sing the song, and this guy in the band is as good as we got. The transitions between notes when he's going... Stand. It's not a smooth transition. Honestly, it sounds like natural auto-tune about 40 years before there was auto-tune, <laughs> the way he keeps jumping up and down and around like that. It kind of reminds me of how Jerry Colonna described his singing on a Bing Crosby radio show from 1944. The guitar solo is great. I really love it. But when you think, oh, this is good, they're, they're serious and up here, which, you know, is it's not a bad thing if they want to do that. At least the guitar solo is serious and up. And then Mike Sheridan says, come on now. Just like if he was working the lounge room there at a hotel trying to get the audience to pay attention to them and maybe sway and sing along with the song that they're doing. <laughs> I think it's a goofy kind of song, and it's nice that it's not just, we're copying the Beatles again. Live from the Diamond Room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Filled with everything that you could want, including Mike Sheridan's lot, bringing you Make Them Understand. <laughs> well, 
in some ways we're in agreement. Oh, okay. When I first started off, I'm going, oh, jazz. And then I'm going, okay, this band doesn't know how to play jazz. (laughs) They know the basics, but yeah, I think Roy Wood kind of knew what he was doing and Mm -hmm. had an idea and just came up with some banal lyrics, not really the greatest lyrics. No. And he said, okay, this is how it should be done. I think he should have sang it. That's the problem. Uh, Yeah. They should have handed it over to him because... Yeah, Mike Sheridan uh, doesn't sing it that well. Me. Yeah, I don't know if he knows what Roy Wood was going for. Mm. It seems like Mike Sheridan's sitting there, Beatles, Four Seasons, uh, this rock singer, this blues singer, and Roy Wood comes in, um, Dean Martin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Time we meet, baby. Who? Dean Martin. <laughs> Let's do Dean Martin. And then the rest of the band sitting there. Okay. <laughs> you're right. If you look at it the way you're looking at it as, oh boy, <laughs> look at this train wreck. Yeah. yeah, it's it's enjoyable. That was my problem is that to me, it sounded like somebody probably should have had a few more rehearsals before going into the studio, because no matter who you're recording for, Abbey Road's expensive. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> you don't go into Abbey Road and half-ass it unless you are the Beatles and your half-assing is four times as good as everybody else. And your half-assing is building toward a, a full-ass song and you can afford to goof around and that stuff will wind up on some box set 30, 40, 50 years later. Not yeah, intended that's, for that's release. That's my problem with anthologies. It's mainly them goofing around. <laughs> but back to this. A little bit more rehearsal, it would have been better. I just think that maybe at this point, Roy Wood probably started realizing he's better than the rest of the band. (laughs) Going, hey, we can do this arrangement. And then probably after that, he's going, they can't do this. (laughs) I mean, this is about the simplest lounge jazz vocal thing that you can do. Yeah, I can't do it, but I'm not a musician. But... (laughs) This is almost 101. Mm. Welcome to the stage. Well, they're just playing that rhythm in the background. Yeah. Welcome to the Twilight Lounge. I'm Mike Sheridan, and here's the lot. Yes. Yeah. It might have also been that they went, oh, yeah, Roy wants us to do a song. Flip side, bang it out in a couple minutes. If he would have hammed it up, it would have been better. I understand that Roy Wood is a very stubborn person. But I'm wondering how much pull does he have when it's he's a member of the band. It's not like the move where I started this band and there's probably a hierarchy where I created this band. So here's what we're going to do, what I'm going to do. I mean, I don't know if maybe it was like, you know, Roy Woods is saying, sing it like this. And Mike Sheridan might be kind of feeling a little too silly to be goofing on that because Mike Sheridan seems to be. Let's copy what the Beatles did. Let's copy what the Beatles did. And Roy Wood is over here thinking, no, no, let's do something else. Because Roy Wood is not with the band for much longer before he goes and starts the move where he can be full on Roy Wood without really the hindrance of Mike Sheridan, who has a different idea of what to do with the band, and Roy Wood, who definitely has a very different idea of what to do with the band. And I don't blame him at this particular point. Yeah. 
he's one of the best things they had in the band. It's his guitar that's actually making some of the songs stand out. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not the lyric. Well, the lyrics aren't even theirs. The lyrics are basically they're well, yeah, they're from better artists. Yeah, I mean, I also are fi- just fine with the lyrics when you hear the originals. So. Yeah, I can understand why Roy would at this particular point went, okay, I finally get to write a song. We finally do an original, and this is what they do with it. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, it's about time for me to go form my own band. Yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> done with this. Yeah, as for the lyrics, if the whole thing is just goofing on a lounge act, usually lounge acts don't have the deepest lyrics. It's the simple, I love you, you love me. Mm-hmm. Everything's great, and everything's sunshine and lollipops. And I'm just going to find different ways to rhyme you so that I can keep saying I love you throughout this song. I love you and you love me. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's also Roy Wood because I heard an interview with Mike Sheridan and Mike Sheridan more wanted to do the rock band playing in the rock band kind of clubs. But when Roy Wood joined the band, Roy Wood brought in more silly stage stuff, like wearing wigs or coming out and singing like Dusty Springfield and actually putting on some sort of goofy act instead of where Mike Sheridan, it seemed like, we're the Beatles. Let's play our little Beatle-like songs and enough with the wigs, Roy. We're not doing that. Oh, Roy was a weirdo. (laughs) I am shocked. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. As we heard a few episodes ago with that Mike Sheridan interview, that was kind of what put Mike Sheridan off. He didn't want Roy in the band until he could found out Roy's pretty freaking good. We should put him in the band, even if he does have a completely different idea of what we should be doing. Well, he didn't light anything on fire, I guess. <laughs> no, no. Maybe they should have had Arthur Brown in the band instead. I am the god of hellfire! Are we done with our set? I think I think we're the... I think we're done with this, and we are the lords of Hellfire, and I think we're done now. I think we're done with our set. We'll go over to the bar and get a few drinks until we go back on stage again. You know. Yeah. Don't forget to hour. tape your tip your waitress, just not too far. She might fall over. <laughs> get off the stage, you suck! I'll tell you what you suck. <laughs> Got something to say about? Make them understand. Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. Great moments in electric light orchestra history. Hello, it's Martin here again with another one of my interviews with Mike Sheridan, everybody. Hi there. (laughs) Take my hand. Written by a Sheffield band called Knives and Forks. All right. Yep. Uh, they sent us the demo up, and we did that. It's one of my favourites, I like that. That is a good song. That's, Roy was with us then. Roy was with you, and he wrote the B-side? Yeah, he um, Make Them Understand, it was called, and uh, I remember him saying, uh, I've written the song, and of course we poop it out, yeah. And he said, I'll play it to you. So he played to me personally, and it was a la Tom Jonesy thing. Tom yeah, Jones yeah. was big then. And he's got that, dun, 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 you know, and I, so I tried to do a Tom Jones on it and completely wrecked it. It's one of my vocal failures. It's awful. But he never mentioned, he never said, like, that's uh, pretty crap that is, Mike. You know, I just wanted to do that again. But uh, he came out, uh, uh, make them understand, yeah. And, of course, after that, he was he was continually writing, but mm. we never, never took Roy up on it. Just, yeah, okay. 
Well, hello in your ear with a can of beer. This is Dr. Troy. Make them understand. I oh, I have to admit I'm a bit underwhelmed by this song. I've listened to it five times. And my opinion of it hasn't improved all that much. I don't hate it. But I don't love it either. It reminds me, once again, of one of those songs you would hear in the soundtrack of a generic 60s movie or TV show. I do hear echoes of the zombies a bit in this song, especially in the melody, Mike Sheridan's voice. I hear some echoes of the outsiders. I think this sounds like an album. I only own one album by the outsiders, but it sounds like what one of the album cuts the songs that nobody would really know unless you have the album would sound like. And strangely enough, this song reminds me of the theme from Manic. I don't know why, but I guess the melody, the pacing, Manic's debuted in the mid-60s, makes me wonder what an ELO-themed episode of Manix might have been like. I don't know. I'll leave it to the creative writers among you to try to figure that one out. The best thing about the song for me is Roy Wood's guitar solo. It's really good, and it's kind of... Well, he varies the solo a bit in the middle, and again, I'm speaking with the benefit of hindsight, it is really difficult to listen to Roy and Jeff, especially on these early records, because I'm tempted to think, oh, there's a flash of what he would do in the future in that guitar solo. But I really don't think Roy was thinking that far ahead at the time. But I do like the solo, and he does offer some variation. This was Roy's first composition as a songwriter not bad for his first time and so again i'm underwhelmed by it but roy's guitar solo is great talk to you next week face the music a pre-elo song by song podcast is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read and reply to it on the show. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. Join our YouTube page, The Electric Light Orchestra podcast channel to hear other goodies. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELO pod or use PayPal with the podcast's email or send a check or money order to P.O. Box 1932 Superior Arizona 85173 Next week episode negative 087 Don't turn your back on me 